Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. We want to welcome you this morning, and folks, we're in a storm, and it looks like it's going to get worse. But you know the Lord's got his hand on everything, doesn't he? We don't have to worry about a thing if we were one of his children. We want to welcome each of you who are sitting here in the auditorium here this morning. We appreciate you coming. And for all of those who are in the old auditorium listening, we thank you for that. And uh, please keep on coming. And for those in the cars listening by radio and then by uh, virtually, I guess, at home, uh, over the internet, whichever it may be, we appreciate you coming and listening today, tuning in. We hope the Lord will bless you, and it's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. We want to uh, finish a sermon that we started last week. What about my church? Of course, uh, we made the statement that it's not my church, it's the Lord's church. It's not your church, it's the Lord's church. But the Lord uses each and every one of us for his purpose. And as we look at that, if you will turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Last week we read verses 20 through 27, but we're just going to read verse 27. And we're concentrating on one word or two words in that verse to finish our message this morning. Chapter 5, verse 27, the Bible says that ye might present it to, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. What a verse of scripture right in the middle of Paul talking to the husbands and wives. He, he pauses for just a moment. This is the church. This is what the Lord wants the church to be. He wants it to be a glorious church. And you know, it can be here because who's leading us and who's guiding us and who's helping us? The Holy Spirit of God. And so as we get into our message this morning, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask his blessings upon everything that's said here that it might glorify his name. Thank you, Lord, for a wonderful day. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for everything that you've done for us, for this church, for our families, and for this nation. Lord, we just praise you for who you are. Now, Lord, we're here today to hear from you. Speak to our hearts through your Holy Spirit. Guide us and direct us into all things. And may your will be done. And Lord, if there's one here that's lost, help them to realize that. For one day it's going to be too late. Help them to give their heart and life to you. Because the life that you give us is the best life that anyone could ever have. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, we should be thankful for our church, and you should be too. It's been here for a while, 152 years, 153 years, something like that. You ought to be thankful for that. And God has used you over the years 
to reach many people. And we are uh, thankful for that. But as we look today, and as I look around and, and, and hear all the things that's going on, God is still doing great and mighty things here in this church. And he wants to do that. And he wants to use you. He wants to use me. He wants to use others to get his work done here on this earth. But last week we looked at God does great things when, we, when the church is united. One big thing there, united. We must be together. We must think alike even though we might have differences of opinion. But all those opinions can come together to worship one true God and get his work done. So we must be united. And the church must be well attended. And I appreciate each one of you who are here this morning, whether here or in the other auditorium, wherever you may be, we appreciate you coming this morning. We learn from the Word of God. And you have that copy in front of you. I hope you read it. I hope you study it. But we need to be attending church. But we also see that the church will be attractive if the church is a friendly church. And I, I've met a lot of friendly people here, and we appreciate that. But it needs to be a friendly church right along with being a loving church. Do you love your neighbor? First of all, do you love yourself? Not to be high-minded, but do you love yourself to the point that you allow the Lord Jesus Christ to lead you and guide you and help you in your service to him? Oh, we've got to love each other. We've got to love the lost. We've got to love the fallen. There are those that have uh, allowed Satan to lead them into wrong things, and so we've got to love the fallen. But the fifth part of the message is this church a spiritual church? Is it a spiritual church? If we are to mean anything to the world, we must be a spiritual church congregation. Now what does it mean to be spiritual? Well, first of all, you need to love the Lord. You need to love everything that he's doing in and through you, the church. It must be a spiritual church. Does this church resemble Jesus? You look at the Bible and see what the Bible describes and how the Bible describes what Jesus did. How he loved people, how he learned, uh, helped people and everywhere he went. Does this church resemble Jesus and the work that he did? Spiritually. A question. Jesus would resort to different places and he would go pray. How much do we pray? Does prayer help our spirituality? I believe it does. Does prayer help our relationship with the Lord? I believe it does. Does prayer help our relationship between people, each other? I believe it does. Does prayer help us in determining what this church or any other church needs to be doing in reaching the masses? Yes, it does. A spiritual church... When we first came over, we got a call. Well, 
Actually, it's before even y'all called. Now, that's a good old southern language, y'all. <laughs> but we came over and looked and found the church building. And we were impressed, the beauty of it. The grounds were kept. Everything was nice. Uh, it, you have taken care of this church building. Church may be wealthy. You may have hundreds on row. You have beautiful buildings. You may have overflow crowds at some time or another. You may have the strongest preacher whenever you have that preacher come in. You may have the sweetest choir. But if it's not spiritual, fueled by love, it's really nothing. That may be harsh. But folks, we've got to have that spiritual love for one another, especially for the Lord. And when you bring it all together, look what happens. You people come to worship, and you have Sunday school classes for everyone. You have other things going on all during the week for everybody. And we appreciate that. And you do it out of love, I believe, because all I've talked to and all I've seen, both of us, my wife and I, it's a church that loves people, a church that focuses on that spirituality that each one of us must represent for Jesus here in this world. I believe that it's a Bible-practicing church what good would it do to us to know all the Bible and not practice what it says? I believe our Sunday school teacher sort of touched on that this morning. Of course, she gave the Ten Commandments. Love God is first and foremost. Love each other. It's hard to have a church if you don't love each other. It's hard to have a church if you don't love the community around you. If you never go visit anybody, if you never go uh, to the phone and make a phone call or send a, a card or something, it's hard for people to see how the church would love them if that does not happen. And so you got to be a Bible-practicing church. James 1.22 says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. You may have those that like to do, but never hear. You may have those that hear and never do. But James says you got to have both. What good is doing without the hearing or hearing without the doing? And I appreciate all I've seen here so far, how you do because you love the Lord and you hear what the Lord has to say. But what about our attitude? That goes along with the spiritual church. Are you full of joy when you're out there on the street somewhere and you meet somebody? Well, let me invite you to my church. And, and all the time you're smiling and you're inviting that person to come and you uh, letting that person know that you love them through the church, through the word of God, and, and you want them to come. Loving is a part of the church, especially those that are lost. 
Folks, eternity is a long time. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the answer. And he has given thus that to us to relate to the community around us. Are we a Bible practice in church? But are we a praying church? And I believe you are. Because a church that's been here 153 years, a lot of prayers have gone up. A lot of prayers have been answered. A lot of times those prayers you may not realize or how's God going to answer this prayer? But somehow or another along the line, God will answer that prayer. Sometimes when we are least expecting it. God is a prayer answering God. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things, the Bible says. But we've got to call, we've got to ask, we've got to pray. And I believe that we need to be a praying church and we must be a praying church if we are going to go forward in the name of the Lord. Not with our heads up in the air or our chest stuck out, but on our knees believing and praying that God is going to do great and mighty things here at this church. And he will. He will. God help us to be humble. Sometimes that gets hard to, to be, isn't it? But you know, God has a way of bringing us down to that point. Sometimes when you're... I've had a few medical problems, but I'm doing pretty good now. But when you're laying on that bed and you're looking up at the ceiling and, God, am I ever going to get up and walk again? Will I ever be able to do what I used to do? It'll sure humble you. But God knows how to do that. And God knows how to use that to bring you back to where you need to be in your relationship to the Lord. Oh, what a wonderful God we have. But the disciples also, as they were listening to Jesus, they asked one day, Lord, would you... Teach us to pray. How much do we pray? But Lord, would you teach us to pray? You may know the Lord's Prayer, but I'm going to read it, and if you know it and want to recite it right along with me, you go right ahead. But the Bible says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Praying and believing will get things done. Because the Lord wants us to come to him and ask. Sometimes we don't receive because we don't ask. Oh, we're glad that you're a praying church. Praying and believing will bring change 
to the church and to our homes and to our families and our lives in this ministry. And one that we sure do need now is to our nation. I've never seen it this way. And I know many of you haven't either. Our nation needs prayer. Our leadership needs prayer. From the president right on down through the Congress, whoever it may be in our leadership, we need to be praying for them. All praying if we want change in our lives, in our church, in our nation, then we must believe in prayer. Oh, but are we ready to embrace that prayer and praying? Next thing that we see is my church, a missionary church. And I think I've touched on this some, but what is the vision for the future of this church. Are you praying for the day that every seat will be full? I have been. Preacher, do you just want numbers? No, I want people saved sitting in these pews worshiping a holy and a righteous God. And then when they go out these doors, they'll go out in the community and say, hey, won't you come to my church? Man, we got a praying church. We got a believing church. We got a church that uh, loves people. Won't you come to my church? Folks, we got to get back to that. People are leaving the church uh, fast. Southern Baptist Convention are losing members. They have been for the last 10 or 12 years. The numbers are going down. But, folks, we need to have a missionary church. We must lift our eyes and see the needs of not only those around us, but to the entire community right here around us. People are hurting, and a lot of people are hurting spiritually, and they need someone to come in and pray with them. And that takes a missionary to do that. Now, I'm not talking about overseas. I'm talking about right here in the community. Let's be a missionary church and in that missionary church let's be praying that God's will is going to be done Jesus told us to go to the ends of the earth making disciples but starting at home starting right here within these walls you may be here this morning and lost you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ you may have been a member here for a long time, but you've never committed your life and yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. I did that for 31 years until God showed me on that Friday night how lost I was. But you know, when I got down in that altar and I yielded everything that I had to him, what a change he made in my life. And he can do the same thing for you. Now, because of that, I love to go out and talk to people. I love to call people. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Best friend I've ever had. And he can be the best friend that you've ever had. Oh, America is the results of missionary work from other countries. 
especially England. And now America is one of the top countries sending missionaries out. But did you know also that there are other countries who are sending missionaries to America because of the way America is living and the way it's going? They're sending missionaries back to us. What a tragedy. Oh, are we a missionary church? But we ask the question, who is a missionary? Well, anyone. Anyone who has something to give and some to give to someone else and is willing to give it in love. You may not have to go overseas. You may not have to go to a different county. You can go right in your neighborhood and be a missionary. But yet as we look at the church and at the message, Lord, give us a united, attended, friendly, loving, spiritual, missionary church. How can we have that dream church? Well, we must get rid of sin in our lives. We must obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Our lives must be dedicated wholly and freely to the Lord Jesus Christ. We must be working together, doing those things that God wants us to do. And if we are where God wants us to be, he will let us know what we need to be doing, each individual in the church. And so what needs to be our prayer? I think the biggest prayer that we need to pray, Lord, here I am, what is it that you want me to do? And if you pray that earnestly, watch out. He'll wear your shoe leathers out. He'll wear your knees out. God wants people willing to be used for his work. And oh, what a difference it'll make in each person's life. Oh, as we look at the church, I appreciate each one of you. As you come, as you give, as you pray, as you work, everything that you do, appreciate the choir, the musicians, the choir director, everybody that has something to do here, I appreciate that, and the Lord does too. But when all come together and work as the Lord wants us to work, what a difference it will make. The old violin strings lay on the table, helpless and useless. But the master violinist came by and picked them up one day, put them in the predestined place in that old violin, tuned it, touched the strings with the bow, and brought forth lovely music from that which had been dead and useless. Don't let your life be like that lost string lying on the table. Put it in the hands of God and let him fit you into the rightful place in this church. And if it needs tuning up, let him tune your life up. 
so that it will play the right tune, the right notes in helping other people. Oh, don't be satisfied merely to have your name on the church roll, but be willing to do whatever God wants you to do. But in closing, Dr. Vance Habner on faith. Faith is more like a verb than a noun. Faith accepts the word of God, affirms confidence in that word, and then acts upon it. You never really get going until you act upon what you accept and affirm in your life. And then he added this at the end of that little statement, then you are faithing your way along through the Lord Jesus Christ. So what is our faith? Where does it come from? The Bible says through faith and the grace of God, you can be saved. You can know the will of God. You can know where you need to be because you believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who saved your soul and gave you strength, gave you wisdom. Yes, we can know what God wants each of us to know. And we can know what God wants this church to know and to do. But you're here today and you're lost. You've never turned your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let me invite you to come to him. Let me invite you just to give up. You've run long enough. You don't know which way to turn. You, 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 you lie awake at night like I did. Am I going to wake up in the morning? Give your heart to the Lord. He will give you directions. He will give you strength. He will give you health. And he will give you the wisdom to understand this, the word of God, to be able to do what he wants you to do. And folks, it'll make a difference in your life. Big difference in your life. Folks, we need to be a missionary church. Reaching out to those who are unchurched, those who are lost. Because eternity will be a long time without the Lord Jesus Christ. When we have our hymn of invitation, the Lord speaking to you. Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. And you know you need to make that decision. Well, let me invite you to come. Because it's the most important decision you'll ever make. It'll be the best decision you'll ever make. Father, thank you for your great love. Thank you for Jesus who died for us. Now, Lord, would you touch people's hearts and lives today and help them to realize their need to surrender to you. Thank you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.